Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series entitled, How Tech Informs Compliance to Create Business Efficiency. In this five-part podcast series, I had the chance to speak with the team at GAN, including Thomas Sehested, founder and CEO of GAN, Valerie Charles, Chief Strategy Officer of GAN, and Peter Chang, Head of Customer Service. GAN offers a one-stop shop for compliance technology. Before I interviewed them, I really had no idea that the platform was as comprehensive as it is. They have a truly connected platform that is transforming the way compliance teams function. GAN has an interesting story, having started as a compliance consultancy in Europe in 2004. During their work with global organizations, they realized there was an opportunity to create a new type of technology platform, and they have done just that. Today, GAN works with top companies across the globe and is growing rapidly. They're thinking about compliance in a whole new light, solving critical problems the industry has had for years. I enjoyed getting to know the GAN team better, and I hope you do too. For more information on GAN, check out their website, www.ganintegrity.com. Over this podcast series, we will consider how the effective use of technology can drive not only a more effective, operationalized compliance program, but make your business more efficient. Check out GAN's website, our sponsor for this podcast series, for more information. In this episode three, I visit with Chief Strategy Officer Valerie Charles on her journey from the white-collar defense practice to compliance to tech. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm here for a very special podcast series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency. Today, I'm here with Valerie Charles from GAN Integrity, and we are going to visit about what I think is just a fascinating journey and story that how Valerie got to uh, to a tech company, if I can use that phrase. So, Valerie, with that introduction, uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks for having me, Tom. So, Valerie, you were a white-collar criminal lawyer for years. Then you were a uh, compliance professional, and now you are a strategy executive at a software company. Uh, what took you to this journey to technology as it intersects with compliance? Yeah, thanks. So, so I guess I had a really traditional career um, until about three years ago when I joined GAN. You know, I spent many years in various law firms uh, doing traditional white collar, active, uh, usually federal criminal investigations, uh, often relating to anti-corruption issues and uh, specifically the, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Um, and then I, I went in-house and I had a unique opportunity to uh, build an anti-corruption compliance uh, program from the ground. And I think that in doing that, I discovered sort of how tough it really was uh, to utilize technology and to make processes more efficient um, internally. It just, I, I was spending way too much time doing administrative tasks uh, that could, could have been picked up by a good uh, piece of technology. And for that reason, when I bumped into the, the GAN folks and realized what they were doing, uh, it made a lot of sort of natural sense to me. And I think I'm just a person who was always curious about technology. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a sexy industry, the tech industry. And, and I always thought that maybe I would pivot at some point. And so I, I, I really had a now or never moment. Uh, when I met uh, Thomas Sehested, the, the co-founder of GAN, 
uh, I, I thought, you know, if, if ever there's going to be a time to make this pivot, uh, it's now. So that's a great tagline, a now or never moment. But you also said something in there, Valerie, about what tech brings to not simply compliance, but I actually kind of heard uh, business efficiency, because you said that the, you believe that there were numerous administrative tasks a technological solution could bring to compliance professional that would make the compliance professional more efficient and indeed make the entire business of more efficient. Was, uh, was that a correct summary? Yeah, I think too often compliance professionals are, you know, in the weeds unnecessarily. I think that there, there are lots and lots of incredibly smart people, both, both compliance lawyers and also, you know, people that maybe come from other backgrounds, the audit side of the fence, wherever they come from, that, that would much prefer to spend their time uh, strategizing uh, about what they're doing at a, at a sort of more macro level. And instead, they're spending time, you know, pulling together reports for the next board meeting, or they're spending time chasing people to do things that people could be chased to do uh, by technology. So it's, you know, whether it's rolling out a new policy, or whether it's circulating the internal approvals to get that policy or that procedure approved, um, or whether it's vetting a third party, or more often re-vetting a third party at some, you know, predetermined frequency, it's keeping up with a lot of these administrative uh, deadlines and then actually exercising, you know, whatever activity you're supposed to at that time. A lot of those things uh, that, that just kind of eat up the day of a compliance person uh, can be handled by, by a piece of software. And I think that's something that, um, you know, it's, it's not that interesting to think about that part of it. But what is more interesting is to think about what you could be doing with your day, you know, if you weren't bogged down with these administrative tasks. Valerie, uh, now that you've moved to a uh, tech company, um, could you describe or maybe uh, tell us about the thing that surprised you the most about the tech side of compliance? Well, I guess I'll say that I didn't quite realize how much it was going to feel very much like what I was doing before. So when I was in-house and I had built this kind of, uh, you know, compliance program, specifically anti-corruption compliance program, um, there are all sorts of things that you need to do as you are either creating your program or evaluating and improving your program. And it turns out technology is just one of them. And it's one that I think I had not been spending a lot of time focused on. Um, I didn't realize the power of it. And so for that reason, I think I spent more time making sure that I had buy-in from my other you know, colleagues in finance and in HR and in IT. Um, but I don't know that I was really thinking of technology in a strategic way. You know, how, how do I make sure that uh, what I'm buying is best in class? How do I make sure that it's, you know, as integrated as possible, which really ends up helping with reporting? I mean, those are things that it, it turns out, you know, getting the right uh, infrastructure behind your program to support and, and, and underpin your program is, is just like any other consideration that you have as you, as you approach your program. I think, you know, as you improve processes, as you evaluate what to do now that you moved into a new and emerging market, um, just in the same way that a compliance professional approaches those problems, we should be approaching 
the question of technology. So that's a great segue into the next question I wanted to ask you, which is how has technology changed the way you think about compliance? Well, I just think that, you know, compliance is an area of the business that everybody realizes uh, with increasing, I guess, uh, common interest, you know, more and more in the, the everyday newspapers, you see the import of the compliance team and particularly the CCO. I think there used to be a concept that the, the compliance team was a, you know, redheaded stepchild to the legal team or, you know, kind of took a little bit of a second seat uh, to, the, to the rest of the C-suite. And that's, I think that's changing. And I think that because if you think back to, you know, the technology that finance had, 15, 20 years ago, or that HR had even five or 10 years ago, those business units are now so much better served uh, because they have integrated kind of standard bearer platforms. Uh, this is good technology that can import and export data easily, that can uh, allow greater movement and transparency between business units. I think particularly with HR, it's a good example of, of a business unit that benefited very much uh, from from better technology. And, you know, it's not that compliance has had terrible technology. It's that the technology has been fragmented. So, you know, you have some technology that's out there that's very good in the due diligence space. Maybe you have some uh, learning, uh, you know, e-learning providers that are very good. But if you can't tie together the critical components of the program into one integrated system that talks to each other and can easily be, um, checked out or, or have data flowing to and from the other business units, you're kind of still an odd guy out. And I think that's where, when I really think about the interplay between what I'm doing now and the profession, that's where I really feel good about it. I, I think if we do our job correctly, um, you know, in another five or 10 years, the compliance team will have that integrated standard bearer kind of go-to platform that talks easily with whatever the finance team is using and whatever software the HR team is using. And the end game that elevates, uh, that elevates the compliance professional and it, and it elevates our industry. So one of the things I was really intrigued uh, to visit with you about Valerie is the message you just articulated Uh, as a former white collar defense lawyer, as a former in-house compliance professional practitioner, does this message that you and I have shared on this podcast resonate with your former colleague sitting in a CCO chair in a corporation? You know what? To be honest, I think that it resonates with the people who have the time to check it all out. I think that you know, if you're not in a moment in your organization where you have the interest or budget or kind of impetus to go and actually have a look at what's going on, then you're going to kind of keep doing what you're doing. Um, I can definitely say that in my last job, I bought nothing short of seven separate systems uh, to support my program. And, you know, that was at a company that at the time had, I don't know, uh, under 2,500 employees. So we're talking about a small program. I look at some of our enterprise clients with 100,000 plus employees and, you know, wonder how, how, how hard and how unwieldy that must be. And yet, I still think that because it's been the norm to go one place to buy uh, some kind of technology to roll out policies, procedures, uh, e-learning, quizzing, uh, surveys, in a different place to go deal with how do you register conflicts of interest? How do you register gift giving and receiving? 
You go a different place to vet your third parties. You go a completely different universe of vendors to consider uh, hotline and case management. If all of those things were really truly uh, purchased in one place and truly integrated, a technology that's built together, um, reporting becomes something that is not a lift. It's just something where you can actually log in one place, get your arms around your whole program, kind of see what's going on. And eventually you'll be able to have some, you know, predictive analysis uh, fr from that data. So it's, it's something where I think it does resonate with people, but I don't think that unless you're in the spirit to go have a look, um, it, there, there's, there's sometimes kind of an, it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality, um, which I understand because people are busy. But at the same time, the good news is when people do have that moment to breathe and they go evaluate uh, what's out there and what's changed in the marketplace, um, I think the availability now of having this better cutting edge cloud-based technology is appealing to almost everybody because it's, you know, it's, look, it's tough it's tough when it's when it's kind of clearly better and it's and it's also usually cheaper. And so that's something where, you know, there's not a sales pitch, but I, I think that people appreciate and recognize uh, the evolution of the technology to match the evolution of importance of the field itself. Valerie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I've been visiting with Valerie Charles, Chief Strategy Officer at GAN Integrity. Valerie, uh, Valerie, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks so much, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the special five-part podcast series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency, sponsored by GAN Integrity. I hope you'll join me again for another episode tomorrow. This five-part podcast series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.